0: Welcome to Franklin Covey's 7 Habits Coach Series. I'm your host, Todd Davis, Executive Vice President and Chief People Officer, Franklin Covey. On this season of the 7 Habits Coach, we're talking with some of our expert consultants on how you can actually amplify your impact with the help of the 7 Habits of Highly Effective People. And today, I'd like to welcome my good friend and one of our seasoned senior consultants and coaches, Erica Tyson. Erica, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Todd. So great to see you, appreciate you being here. Erica, to to get started, uh, I'd be curious to know what was your introduction to the seven habits? How did you first learn or start to experience the habits?
1: Well, it's interesting. I first learned about the seven habits prior to uh, Franklin and Covey coming together. I was with an organization that hosted a training on Franklin Quest Planners. That was my first formal introduction, and I was told about this great book that I ought to read. But I'd like to back up a little bit further because the year before that, I had a manager who I now realize exemplified the habits. She was cool and calm under pressure. I don't know how, and it was her name was Deborah. I don't know how she managed to be that, but in retrospect, she was really a model. So I'd say that was really my first introduction just through having an amazing manager who lived the content, who had gone through the training about Franklin Quest and train and, and um, time management prior to that and how to really prioritize what's important. And then having the training myself and then going through a seven habits training in 1999.
0: Oh, that's a great, that's that's a, that's a great example.
1: So, so then you went through seven habits in how many years ago? Uh, let's see 1999 so that was okay 23 years ago. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I was five years old clearly at time. <laughs> You and me both <laughs> right. Yeah, it was 23 years ago. Wow.
0: Okay. well wow that, that's a great yeah, that's a great uh, um, that's a great story of, of you actually saw somebody modeling this before you even knew what it was. Um, so when did you start teaching the the seven habits?
1: Well, I got certified in, interestingly in in 2012, I had the opportunity to meet Dr. Covey, um, actually meet him in 2008. And just as all his work leaves an impression on everyone, meeting him in person left an even better impression. And in 2012, um, I kind of felt like I'd I'd lost a friend to be honest, he was such a model, such a, um, mm, just just a legend in the work that we do. So I talked to the leadership and human resources in my company and I got certified just so I could do my part to carry forward the legacy of, of what he gave us. Um, so in to, 2012 and that was 7 habits 3.0 I believe at that okay. point. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a lot. Well, that's a long time. You've got you've had a lot of uh, reps as we
0: call them in teaching. Yeah, absolutely. So- uh, lots of experience with that. Well, thank you for that for that background. Today, we're, we want to talk specifically about Habit Four. And as you mentioned, Doctor Covey, I too had the the privilege of not only meeting with him but working with him for several years prior to his passing. And and while he always claimed he was never perfect at any of the habits, I saw many times him being such a model of Habit Four: Think Win Win. And so, as, as we talk about Habit Four, well, where do you want to start with that? I'd love to. We'd love to hear. What would you say are maybe some of the most important points or principles made in Habit 4? We may have people watching this that aren't familiar with the habits at all, or people like yourself who have you know, read about them and known them for many years. But what, what do you think are some of the major takeaways of Habit 4?
1: Oh, Okay, well, I'll try to confine this to less than an hour because, you know, <laughs> Habit 4 is so rich. So just a little bit of context, Habit 4 is is the very first habit in what we call the public victory. Habits one, two, and three are the private victory, the victory over self. That's where we really fortify our character. We take responsibility for our lives. We have a vision for that life. And then we prioritize and put our energies, we put our money where our mouth is. We put our energies and our focus there. And that makes us, what I like to say, trustable. So the private victory habits one through three set us up then to look at how do we build trusting relationships, and engage with others in an interdependent manner. And Think Win Win, it's the mindset. It's it's the gateway to being able to have those highest level of relationships. So I like to start with Habit 4, talking a bit about the mindset, the abundance mindset that we come into this uh, public victory with. Without that mindset, any of our efforts to demonstrate skills of the public victory or hope for any of those results are going to ring hollow. Do we really believe there is enough abundance? Do we really believe there's enough love, credit, um, opportunities? Just do we believe that the light shines on all of us enough? Or do we view things in more of a win-lose or a lose-win or just a lose-lose type of approach so I think the abundance mindset is is where we begin also looking at the trust level in our relationships with others in order for us to win the public victory and to uh, really be able to listen effectively and build solid relationships it starts with how we're building trust do we do those actions that raise the level of trust or deplete it in relationships so it's kind of a two two for one answer I'd say the abundance mindset but also how how are we doing with building the trust and if necessary repairing the trust in those relationships is where we start habit for. Okay, I mean, that makes makes a lot of sense. Do you have any advice
0: for how someone would get to having an what you call an abundant mindset? How do we how do we get there if we you know if we're if we're not there? Yeah if I'm thinking if I'm thinking, well gosh, why did she get all the credit? I, I worked on that project too. how mm-hmm. do I how do I get to an abundance
1: mindset? Uh, well, first thing I'd say is uh, apply it to yourself. so be gentle. <laughs> be gentle with yourself. Um, be aware that we're all scripted in a scarcity mindset in there's so many phrases that we accept as just, that's just the way things are. This is just how life is. You know, it's a dog eat dog world, which really doesn't make sense. I mean, dogs don't eat dogs, but anyway, there's just <laughs> that's so another, that's another topic, <laughs> another topic for another day. But that along with so many other messages that we have that tell us to compare, to compete, that everyone isn't going to be happy. And, and it's unrealistic to think that we can actually all win. Those messages are ingrained. So be gentle with yourself first and recognize we lean back on our first three habits. So we get self-aware from habit one and we step back. We examine our paradigms and say, what, what am I believing to be true? Is there possibly another way to look at it? So we're really using that habit one, you know, some of those practices of being able to step apart, to pause before we respond and even pause before we think. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. we need to think before we think and we don't have to believe everything. That we think I it's, love that yeah. I love that phrase think
0: before you think yeah
1: um, because because
0: again we're all familiar with think before you speak but think before you think as you said that it caused me to re- really think about my mindset yeah. and Todd wait a minute how are you framing this in your mind step back from your current thinking and, and think before you think that's a great that's a great pointer thank you so uh, what other what other suggestions, if, if you, I'm sure you, I've worked with people who have maybe a win-lose or a lose-win mindset. Um, besides this think before you think and being gentle with yourself, what else would you suggest?
1: Well, applying an abundance mindset to those people who we believe have, and I do that in air quotes, even though I don't use those often, but <laughs> because we really don't know what someone thinks, we're possibly projecting, we're possibly remembering just the smallest, most maybe negative experience that we've had with someone and we're extending that to their whole being. So having an abundance mindset when we're working with people who we're struggling with for whatever reason means we question how do I view this person? Am Mm -hmm. I reducing them down to that incident that bothered me? Or am I thinking of them as a whole person with hopes, dreams, lessons to learn, mistakes they've made, regrets, aspirations, people who love them? I mean, we get abundant with how we even see other people. So I'd say that's one of the first steps is to just first be gen- being gentle with ourselves. We extend that to others too. And we recognize that everyone was scripted in these same things. So um, our interaction, the way we listen, the way we think about someone, what our face does when we're speaking to them. All of these different things can help us to have a better rapport and to have um, just more of a I, win-win opportunity.
0: I, I, I love the way you framed that. And, and uh, quite honestly, something I probably needed to hear today with the current situation I'm doing, be gentle with yourself, but also be gentle with the other person. Make, makes a ton of sense, and it's a great way to get to this win-win mindset. So, so taking these points into consideration, these brilliant points that you've made, how could someone use habit four, think win-win, to really amplify, magnify their their impact, the impact they're having in their organization and their team, in in areas of their personal life? How could someone really use
1: that? Maybe you have maybe you have some examples. I, I mean, that's a great question, and. Um... I think one of the first things that comes to mind now when you're asking me that, Todd, is looking at the relationship between intent and impact. We know that sometimes, well, all the time, really, our intent is well. We mean well. We're always saying that. You know, I I was well-intended. I mean well. But that doesn't always translate into the impact. So having a win-win mindset and truly wanting what's best for everyone involved ourselves included, gives us a better chance to have an impact that allows people to trust us more. That's the intent. That's really what Habit 4 Think Win Win is all about. What is our intent? What's the underlying mindset? And when we kind of scrub that, and I really like to use the term scrub it, when you, you know, come on, you know, you ask yourself some of those questions. Why am I CCing this person on this email? Really, is it so that we all have the same information or am I trying to sting someone a little bit? I mean, Uh. really examine our intent. (laughs) Okay, guilty, (laughs) guilty sometimes. (laughs) You know, hey, well, well, the reason I'm able to speak about it is because it's something that I do or have done as well. So when we really explore what is our intent, it gives us the best chance to have a high level impact. It translates. People will believe us, people will have a reason to trust us. So if we wanna talk about amplifying our impact or increasing our impact, really look at what is our intent? What's the intent of what we say or what we leave unsaid? What's the intent of our behaviors, our actions? And how we treat the one is how we treat the many. We know we often hear that in our mm-hmm. information and in our you know, kind of in our content. So you may not have conversations at the highest level. You may not have kind of a a microphone or a, a place from which you're speaking to many people, but let those individual interactions speak for you. Let others carry what you've done into their next conversation. When some negative talk comes your way, it comes to you, but it doesn't have to go through you. Let it stop with you so that people will know, hey, When I'm in this person's presence, they didn't talk about the others who weren't around. So I can feel sure that they won't talk about me in that way when I'm not around. This is how we grow that influence and kind of that, that circle of influence as well as our impact. This this takes
0: I'm asking but this seems to take a lot of discipline a lot of focus to oh, to keep yes. your head in this in this space correct Oh yes
1: Oh you know I should have said this at the beginning everything I'm saying is difficult everything I'm suggesting is very hard You you say it all you say it all with such ease and so eloquently I'm thinking oh, oh well gosh this will be easy Oh <laughs> no not at all I should have I should have prefaced I should have said that at the very beginning of this conversation Todd. Much of what I'm talking about is difficult, but we can do hard things to make our lives better. So that's, that's really where we have the opportunity. But respect the difficulty. You know, get enough rest. You know, ask for help. Be gentle on yourself. You know, eat healthy, exercise, all these things, you know, that habit seven, so that we can be fit for, for this journey, you know, f- so that we have what we need to be able to be this kind of um, leader, you know, regardless of title.
0: That's great, Erica. This has been super helpful. I know, I know I'm know, i going to be thinking about and doing something differently as a result of that thinking because I'm going to leave today's call thinking before I think, which I had not thought about that before. So greatly appreciate your time and the wisdom that you have shared with us. I want to thank you, Erica. And I want to thank all of you for joining us. For more information or for additional resources, please go to our website at franklinkevy.com. Thank you again for joining us today.